You're listening to another life-giving message from Living Faith Church San Diego. We are a church for sinners by sinners, and we are on a mission to help you discover your purpose, live in power, and live out your God-given potential. For more information about Living Faith Church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Again, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Now open up your hearts and minds for this transforming message from Living Faith Church. Every one of us here, we desire, we desire to find things that we're looking for. Every one of us at a young age, you know, I love watching children, you know, we have here Star, we have one of Star, and then we also have that Natty. And kids are always looking for something. If, if they're sitting down stagnant, something's wrong. They're looking for something to do, something to eat, something to watch, something to sing, just something. Right? If a kid starts crying, you just put like a little pen in their hand, like, oh. And they're done with it, they throw it, they're like, okay, wah, I want more, something, something else, something else. They all want something. And what's crazy is that us as adults, nothing's changed. We're all looking for something. And the thing is, if we don't look for something, we're, we're just stagnant. What happens is we have a thing called a mental mental health issue. Okay? Let's just be, let's be real. And so, you know, it's funny because, not funny, sorry, it's not funny. But, you know, when I was in jail a couple of years ago, they, they, so, so my roommate was taught, pointed out to me, Look as you walk in the hall, look at the cells. You'll see who's going crazy. I'm like, what do you mean? Because all they do is stare at the wall. And they just stare off into space. I'm like, what are they doing? If you if you wait around a little bit, you'll notice that this cell, he's talking to his best friend. If you go to this cell over here, he's talking to his enemy. And I'm like, oh my goodness, that is crazy. So one one morning I drove around with him, I stared at the wall. I'm like, hi. And he was like, no, not you. <laughs> you know, but it's interesting because it's like, we all look for something. We all, we all aim for something. <clears throat> there was this motivational speaker. He had everyone in the room look around. Actually, right now, let's do it. I want you to look around the room, and I want you to find everything you can find that's the color yellow. Okay, everything in the room that's the color yellow. I'm gonna count from five to zero and count how many pieces you can find that's yellow. Ready, set, count. Five, four, three, two, one, stop. Yell out how many things you found that are yellow. Four. Okay, so we all found something that was yellow, right? We've all, at least held a shirt, right? We all, we all found something that was yellow. Now without looking around, without looking around, how many of you guys saw things that were the color red? Without looking around. Now, it's, it's, it's easy for us to find it if you look around. But you know what's interesting is that, wait, 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 you said find the color yellow, not the color blue or the color red or the color whatever. And it's, it's yes. And that, that was a story that that, that, that that speaker said, you find what you're looking for. And so it's interesting is because some of us here are constantly finding faults, constantly finding issues, constantly finding drama, constantly finding problems is because that's what you're looking for they say if you if you look for a if you look for someone ugly you're gonna find them right if you look for someone beautiful you're gonna find them so what are you looking for and tonight i want to start this new series on a thing called first things first first things first 
And I talked about this at the beach last time we met, Matthew 6, 33. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added upon to you as well. Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. My friends, I am a you know, business coach, motivational speaker, all that jazz. And as much as I, I love speaking about this aspect of, of let's hustle, let's grind, let's go out and get the business, let's go out and X, Y, and Z. But I remember Pastor Dick who would always talk about the favor of God. And he would say, the favor of God grants you the grace that you don't have to hustle. Grants you the grace that all you do is rest and just blessing just pours. Grace of God says you don't have to force yourself in the door. You just walk up and the door just opens. And it's not talking about the you know, like electrical door. But just in general, saying that the goodness of God just follows you. And so that's what this verse here really stuck out is, seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, that all the things will be given to you. Here's the beautiful thing. He never said that don't seek the things. Hmm. He never says don't seek the things. There's a story, I don't have the verse on it, but the story about the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler, he says, he says to Jesus, I have done everything you commanded. Everything. Everything you've commanded. And Jesus says, one thing you lack. Go and sell everything and follow me. Mm. Sell everything and follow me. And the rich, rich young ruler walked away sad, he says. He walked away sad. And the reason why he walked away sad is because he was unwilling to get rid of the things, but instead focused on his things. Mm. Well, Stephen, aren't we supposed to store up? Have you guys heard of the verse? Store up treasures in heaven, not here on earth where moth and rust destroy. Have you guys heard that verse before? Store up treasures in heaven. Can I just pause right there and say this, this, this thing is that you don't store things in heaven for heaven. Okay, I'm just, let me just, I, I'm pausing real quick because some people think to me, ask me, well, Stephen, I, I, fo I need to focus on what are the things for heaven, not for earth. But I have my money in Wells Fargo and Chase. Okay, don't rob me. But I have my money in Wells Fargo and Chase, but can I just say this? It's not for Wells Fargo and Chase. I mean, sure, they're taking the little fees or whatever else, but different story. But it's for me. So when you say, I'm storing treasures in heaven, there is no such thing when you get to heaven and say, oh, look, there is that young man who didn't store treasures in heaven, so he's out there on the side of the road, the gold road, saying, can you please help me? I didn't store anything treasures here. I have the thing in my account. The Bible doesn't say that. So when that scripture, really, if you dig deep into it, what does it mean to store treasures in heaven? It's to store treasures in heaven for us here on earth. Okay, and that's a whole different subject there. But understand that, that that is a very big misconception. Store treasures in heaven. But there's no, you know, there is no economic levels in heaven. We all get mansions. Hey! <laughs> okay? My friends, when we seek first the kingdom... All the things comes to us. Understand that. When we seek first God, putting God first. So tonight I want to talk to us real quickly here about the three places to put God first in our, in our, in our money, in our morning, in our mind. The place to put God first. And why you put God first? Because it comes for you. It's for you. God, you know, God, sure. But Stephen, I'm putting God first so that I don't have to. Some people believe, some old school churches believe, if I put God first, then I don't matter. I putting God first means I'm not worthy of nothing. I don't believe, deserve anything because I'm putting God first. In actuality, that's the, the worst thing you can say. The reason being is because you're a child of God. And you're a child of God. 
And for those of you who are parents or pet parents, how many of you guys you want the worst for your children? No. Okay. My Amazon account is so expensive right now because so much stuff is being bought for tofu. And I'm like, this dog is so freaking expensive. My dog, if you don't know who my dog is. And I'm like, what more with a child? Oh my God. And she says, she blames me. because I think you're going to be worse. You're going to spoil that kid even more. And so anyways, I was like, if Tofu can speak and say he loves me, that's a different story. But anyways, for us to understand this, understand this concept, that if we want, if we want to receive all that all God has for us in this life, we must seek Him. That's what the Scripture is saying, Matthew six thirty three. Seek first the kingdom and His righteousness; all the things will be added upon to Him. Here's another one, Hebrews eleven six. I know we don't have the verse with us or else. I'll post it all online so you guys can have these. But without faith, this is Hebrews eleven six. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. Here's the big one. For he for he who come to God must believe that he is, and that he that seeks God is a rewarder. Say reward. reward. He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Okay? Think about that. God is saying, hey, all you got to do is find me. And when you find me, you're going to find me, and I'm going to reward you. It's scripture. When I seek God, I receive from God. I mean, people say, how come God's not blessing me? I say, how often do you pray to him? How often are you seeking his face? How often are you worshiping him? Or are you just out there just hustling and bustling and saying like, I'm doing this. Hopefully God blesses me. But instead it should be, I'm going to do this, God. God, I'm seeking you. I want you. I need you. And I know that you, from because I love you, because you love me, everything else will fall into place. Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me and seek with you, seek me with all your heart. My friends, here's the thing. As simply as this, let's talk about the morning. In the morning, people say, people ask the question, what is your morning ritual? What is your morning, uh, what do you call this morning? Um, yeah, your, your, your morning habits, your morning, whatever else, right? What's your morning habits? There's, there's this book called Miracle Morning, meaning like what do you do in the morning determines how the rest of your day is, hence how the rest of your life is. I believe that. My friends, if you're not every single morning pausing to say, God, thank you. Lord, bless this day. Give me good health, open opportunity. And just seeking him and saying, God, I'm just asking for your blessing. God, I just seek your face and I, I, I declare right now that you are going to bless this, this, my steps. I believe, believe me, things will change. Uh, Psalms 143.8, let, let the morning bring me your word of your unfilling love. For I have put my trust in you. Show me the way I should go. For to you I entrust my life. Psalms 5.3, in the morning, O Lord, hear my voice. In the morning, I lay my needs in front of you and I wait. When you set your, your face, your, 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 your thoughts in your morning to God, you say, God, in the morning, I seek you. You know, I'm just going to be honest. I'm a, we're, we're very busy people, right? We're all very busy people. The best place, if you're busy, to seek God, hello, this was going, okay, is when you're in the bathroom. Whatever that means to you. 
I remember my dad always had a Bible in the bathroom. I'm like, this is wrong. I, was like, I said, I was like, I, I am not touching that book, you know. And so, but here's the thing: he has, he has this Bible in there. He has a thing called the Daily Bread. Have you guys heard of Daily Bread before? Daily Bread was like a little devotional. He has a Daily Bread in there. He has a little Joel Osteen book in there, and he has his little notebook and a little, and, a, and a pencil or a pen. And I was like, this is wrong. This is so wrong. So if you ever visit my family in the Bay Area, I mean the uh, Ventura. <coughs> you know they meet Jesus there. Anyways, you know they they have a prayer closet. They have a prayer room, and that's called a restroom. Anyways, so here's the thing though: wherever it is you can, whatever it is you can connect with Him, that's the place to connect. Why morning? Why not evening? Because the morning you just woke up. How many of you, those of you, who are in the dating world or maybe dating in the past, love that when your your loved one said to you, "Good morning." First thing they, when they open their eyes is, good morning to them. Right? It's, it's a sweet feeling. Here's the thing. In the morning time when you first wake up, set your eyes and hearts to God, to heaven. And just wake up and just say, God, thank you another day. Because I'm waking up today. Not everybody wakes up today. God, thank you that I have another opportunity to be a blessing to this world. There was this guy... Every, even though he would win, we're playing roulette, roulette's like numbers game. Even though his number would hit, he goes, man, number four would hit. He goes, man, number three didn't hit. And then he was like, he, number 15 would hit. He would still win. He would still win, by the way. There'll be chips in there. Like, man, look, number one didn't hit. And I looked at him like, brah, you have more chips on 15 than one. Which one do you want? You won more than over there. He said, I know, but I'm so frustrated because I was wasting money. I was like, you can only win one number here, man. You know? <laughs> And you know what's funny is that the dealer, the, the guy who's uh, the, 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 the dealer who's doing the game, was like saying, man, you must have a miserable life. Because every time, even though you win, you're still mad. Every time you win, you're still frustrated. Your whole life is frustrating. And I looked at him like, you're getting free life coaching right now. <laughs> From a casino dealer. And, and it's funny because the guy's like, he's like, oh, my life's just so frustrating. And I just said, I'm just like, I'm gonna give you some free life coaching right now, because you you want to find the frustration. Anyways, beside the, beside the, beyond the point, the point I'm trying to make is this aspect: is wake up in the morning with gratitude, and say to yourself every single morning, God, thank you. Even though the night before sucked, even though the night before you got yelled at by whatever, have the next day and say, God, thank you. Thank you, and actually thank Him for something. You know, we, we would have, uh, um, it's interesting because uh, we were at Big Bear uh, a couple years ago, and I saw this journal that Angela has. She has multiple journals. And I was like, this isn't a new journal. What is this journal about? And she was like, oh, don't worry about it. And I was like, well, what is it? And I was like, oh, you're curious, you know? I didn't read it, don't worry. But she later on told me, she later on told me, it's a gratitude journal. Everything I'm grateful for. Every single morning, she writes down everything she's grateful for. I was like, oh, fascinating. And she would have some life coaching clients, and she would tell them, have a journal, and every single morning, write down like five things you're grateful for that day. Don't repeat, but actually sincerely grateful for. And I started thinking to myself, like, maybe I should try that. I didn't have a journal, I just thought it was in my head. But I was like, okay, you know what? I feel a little better today. You know, you can't find a depressed, suicide, angry person who gratitude, has gratitude. You can't. You can't. 
And so if you can figure out what to be grateful for in the morning and come into his presence, Bible says Psalms 100 verse 4, enter his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. If you want to know the password to the presence of God, the password is thank you. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise. So if every single morning you can dedicate to yourself and say, I'm going to have every morning seeking God's face with great gratitude, with a grateful heart. And you seek him first, your whole day will drastically change. Now, I'm not saying no one's going to cut you off and someone you curse someone up and that's your anger issue. That's a different problem. But the issue is your perspective will change a little bit. And you know what they say is, in golf, I don't play golf, but they say in golf, if you will move half an inch, just half an inch, you know, if you just move half an inch, the ball can change its complete trajectory of the course if you move just half an inch, a little bit. And in the same way, if you can just change a little, one inch closer to gratitude in the morning, and you practice that every single day, every single day, eventually it's gonna blow up. You know, a few years ago when we started dating, just dating, every time I had change, I hate change, I always give my change to Angela. <laughs> One day, you know, after two years of doing this, she busts out her change thing and we were up in Santa Cruz. I'm like, where's this, where did all this money come from? She's like, oh, it's all the money you give me. I'm like, what the heck, I want it back, you know? <laughs> and so she put in a little coin machine or whatever else, it was like $7,000 in two years. But still, here's the thing. $7,000 is a pretty good chunk of money, right? Yeah. But here's the thing. It took little small bits here and there every single day. So yes, I'm going to say right now, your life's not going to drastically change tomorrow just because you said thank you, you know? But every single day practicing that, doing that every single day is an added amount. And you're going to find yourself, Wow. My life has drastically changed in the course of three months, four months, however many time, much time. But every single morning, if you wake up and say, thank you, thank you. And putting God first, thank you. Next one here is putting God first in your money. Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of your crops. Honor the Lord with your wealth. And here's, here's, here's where, where, where a kicker for me. is that God doesn't need your money. God doesn't need your money. But you know what he needs is your heart. And the Bible says that where your treasure is, there your heart is also. And so this is a, an aspect of, 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 of the heart, not the aspect of the money. It doesn't matter if it's a dollar, two dollars, five dollars, twenty dollars, a hundred dollars, whatever. But it's a matter of where's your heart? Malachi 3.10 New King James Version. Bring all the tithes to the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this. God's gangster. Yeah, come on, try me. Try me. Can I just say this? This is the only place in the Bible he says to test me. This is the only place in the Bible that God says test me is in your money. It's in your money. Bring it to the storehouse, the church. Here's the verse. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven and pour out for you such blessing there's not room enough to receive it look that up in your bible malachi 310 new king james version here's the whole here's the kicker it's for you 
The tithe is for you. It's not for him. It's not for the church. It's not for anyone else, but it's for you. And so here's the thing. When you put your money and say, Lord, here's the blessing you have bestowed upon me. Here's the blessing you bestowed upon me. Lord, use this for your glory. I cannot, I'm not, I'm not here to brag or nothing. I'm not here to brag. I'm not here to, to say, look at us. But in our early years, very, very early years, there will be multiple times, I don't know how many times, God has told us to empty out our bank account and give it to one individual person. Now, I'm not keeping my son the bank account we have now, but still it's like, you know, a couple thousand bucks. She'll say to me, hey, I feel like we need to give it to so-and-so. And usually my response is, no! <laughs> but then she would say, can you pray about it? And I say, okay, well, let me pray about it. And then we usually would do it. And then lo and behold, something huge happens for us in a matter of like a couple days. Like, what? And there's so many countless number of stories where that's why for Angela and I, when it comes to generosity, say the word generosity. generosity. When it comes to generosity, my wife and I, we aim our life to be generous. We aim, not just because, oh, you're generous because you have money. We have, we're, we're generous. We're, we, are, we have money because we're generous. Yeah. Yeah. Can I just say this right now? Is that God is saying, you are blessed to be a blessing. He's up there in heaven looking for someone. Who can I use? Because God doesn't, you know, oh, God, I want God to help me with this, that, and the other. You are the, the hand and feet of God. And you're the one to be used by God. So if someone needs a blessing, someone needs help, it's your duty to help them because you're, you're the agent of God to do it on this earth. As much as you can go ahead and have manna rain from, from heaven, but it's actually us who are blessing the others. Does that make sense? So we, we've dedicated our entire life and saying, Lord, we have this blessing. We have this, 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 this resources. Lord, show us, show us who it is to bless. And we, we, don't, we don't look at it as a negative. Oh man, so-and-so needs help with their this, this going on or that going on. We don't say, oh man, that's a negative in our account. We gladly, gladly give it because we know that more is coming. The Dead Sea is a dead sea because everything living in it and living around it is dead. And the Dead Sea is so salty and so dense, it's, it's dead. And they, the scientists ask and say, why is it that this, this, this body of water is so dead and so salty and so dense? And they said, you know what, the, the reason being is because there's a river that flows in to this body of water, which is the Dead Sea. But there is no river flowing out, only receives. And because it only receives, it just stagnant and just dead, the Dead Sea. But if there was a river flowing out of the Dead Sea, now there's a thing called a current, a moving body of water. And what do we call money? A current sea. And so you have to understand, money moves. Money moves. We had a, a, I had a roommate named Ferris, uh, now he's in Canada, but he was like, he used to call me, what do you call me, Oracle? He's like, oh my Oracle. He was, he was, he was, he was a mentor. <coughs> He's an oracle. How do I make money? And I was still at the time learning to make money myself. But I told him the very first thing my mentor told me before he taught me any business accolades, before he taught me any like strategies of this investing and making money here, how to do sales and how to, you know, how to prospect this and that. Before he told me any of that stuff, he says, "How much money do you have in your bank?" I was like, "X amount of dollars." He goes, "How much do you give away?" I was like, "None. I don't have enough to give away." He goes, and you'll never have enough to give away. How you treat one dollar is how you'll treat a million dollars. And so he told me, Vidal, he says, don't 
talk to me until your bank is at zero. I'm like, what? I need to make money. He goes, you don't understand the power of money until you can give it away. So now we actually pray on a regular basis. Lord, who it is you want us to bless today? Who it is that we shall bless and give to? And if we can give to, we gladly give. Not, not at all grudgingly or pay me back. No, because we understand that when we give, it comes right back to us. And it's I, I, time and time again. And I'm not talking about giving to the church. Or, I'm saying give to whoever. But Stephen, you know, I, I, I've given and it's not given back to me. My friends, understand this. It's called faith. It's called faith. And say, I'm going to give, I'm going to give, and I'm going to give in faith. Honor the Lord with your wealth, the first with your crops. So the first aspect is to give, is the first fruits. Focus on God first in the morning. Focus God on your money. Last one here is focus on God with your mind. My friends, our mind is under attack. In this day and age, the mental health, the mental health coalition says that in this day and age, the rise of mental health disorders and mental health issues and depression and suicide has been never been as has been the highest it's ever been. Has been the highest it's ever been. And so the question is why? Why are people so in a high? And you know what they, 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 they attribute it to? It's going to be crazy. They attribute it to social media. That people are so concerned with their likes, with the follows, with who's like, oh, you unfriended me, man. And so all of these different things going on in our heads that our lives became more antisocial because of social media. Now, I'm not preaching against anti social media. Actually, I like social media. Follow me. <laughs> okay? But here's the thing. What happens there? Some, some, set the mood. Um, here's the issue. The issue with social media is not so much the issue of, oh, it's Mark Zuckerberg. He's controlling our minds. We're getting all depressed. No. But the issue is, is the issue of us being more consumed with ourselves. Being more consumed with what am I doing and comparing yourself to other people. And saying, like, what are they doing? How are they? Oh, they got more followers. They got more likes. They got more this. They got more that. And so because of that, the, their, their mind is so consumed by all these different gunk that they get more depressed, more anxious. And we end up living our lives jealous of a person who's living a fake life. You know, there's actually a studio over here up in Orange County. You can rent a studio... And in the studio is a set, an actual set of a private jet. And you rent it for $100 an hour. And people are posting photos, look at me in my jet. That's it's so true, that's crazy. But the reason I know about it, because on TikTok there's a story, <laughs> more social media, um, there's a story about a teen who committed suicide because their cousin got a private jet for her birthday. And she did not. But only thing that the teen did, the other teen did, was just pay hundred dollars to post on social media. Thank you, Dad, for my private jet. And then this young girl committed suicide. Father left a year before. And so, this, this, so the comparison is the aspect like they got a private jet. My life sucks. I commit suicide. My friends, here's the thing. I know we're not that's such a drastic, 
huge example. But you know that somewhere, some way, some of us compare a little bit. We compare a little bit to our friends, our family. Look at them on that event, or look at this person having that new car, or look at this person. And so it bothers our mind, because I'm like, why can I have, when's, when's it gonna be my turn? But in reality, the car they got was rented. In reality, the, the dress they're wearing is a clothes that they're just trying off from their friend. You wanna know something funny? We did that. We did that when we, were, we just got uh, married, got engaged. We went to Macy's. <laughs> she's laughing because she knows. Don't take off the tag, put on the suit. I'll put on the dress. We'll go to the Glamour Shots. I think it's called Glamour Shots. Look at nice pictures in your cool, like, Armani suit. Don't sweat in it. I remember, I remember walking so fast. It was summertime in, in, uh, in, in uh, Roseville, up in NorCal. I said, don't walk too fast in the mall, you might sweat. If you if you sweat, we can't return the suit. <laughs> remember that? Yeah, she's laughing because remember, and she put on that dress. I put on that suit. We took that cool glamour shots. I posted on, online tonight, and we were like posting. We were like having a blast. And then we, after after the shot was done, we ran and returned it. We got our money back. But all our friends were like, "That's a beautiful dress, Angel. Thank you." <laughs> amen. 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 Come on, come on, preach the best. <laughs> But the aspect is the mind, is that when we put God first in our mind, we understand that he is the God of abundance. We understand that he is the one who provides all the riches and all the goodness. And every good thing comes from up above. I remember we were going around and, 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 and shooting weddings in the early ages, in the early years of our, our, our business life. And she's saying like, we heard of a um, Pastor Dick, our, our pastor, you know, the church that we used to go to is like 14,000 members. MC Hammer is our worship leader, okay? So it's a very big church. And Pastor Dick says, um, so we have a missionary here in the house, so-and-so, they need to buy a car. Well, how much do you need for a car? He's like, uh, $1,500. He's like, I need 15 people to give $1,000 right now. And then people just start from all around the auditorium. There's like 7,000 people sort of walking towards, like one, two, three, four, five, six, kind of 30 people, okay, stop right there. Everyone else go back to their seats. You got 30, you got two cars, all right? God bless you. All right, moving on to the, he's going he went back preaching. And I was like, my eyes all dumped. I'm like, huh? <laughs> and here we are just starting up in business, 18 years old. I remember going to Pastor Dick. I said, Pastor Dick, like people just do that? People just go up and just like buy a person a car like that? And he goes, when you understand generosity and you understand who your papa is, you understand it just flows right to you. And it baffled my mind. And it baffled my mind. I said, God, what must I do? How do here I are striving and hustling, asking my mentor about this and that to get the money and the business. But really, it's putting God first. Is putting God first. You see, putting God first is everything else will fall into place. And you put him in your mind, the, the, the mental disorders, the anxiety, the depression, I promise you will slowly fade away as long as you put him first. Isaiah 26, 3. You will keep me, you, God, you will keep me in perfect peace 
Who wants perfect peace? You will keep me in perfect peace as my mind is steadfast and I trust in you. If you want perfect peace, set your mind on God first. Because when you have storms, when you have storms and trials and tribulations, because they're going to come, problems will happen, life happens. But if you're like Jesus and you have your mind so set on God, in the book of John, he's sleeping on a cushion. A storm and swell is coming around. But in spite of the storm, Jesus is sleeping in perfect peace. Because he knows, Papa got me. He knows I'm taken care of. I got nothing to worry about. Philippians 4, 6, and 7, last verse here. Do not be anxious about anything. The Bible talks about anxiety. Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, being gratitude, grateful, present your request to God. Here we go, verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, meaning it's un, un, unfathomable. You can't, you can't get grasp on what this peace is. Will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. My friends, in a world today that we live full of anxiety, depression, and just our minds going crazy, if you set your eyes on Jesus first and say, Lord, I seek you, I need you, things will begin to shift in your head like never before. It's not a Stephen message, it's the God message, it's the Bible. So tonight we all stand to our feet. I'm going to read that verse again one more time. Philippians 4, 6, and 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Verse 7. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Every eye closed, every head bowed. If you're here tonight and you're saying, you know what, Stephen, I need to dedicate my life to God one last time, one more time. And maybe you're online and say, I need, I need, I want, I'm ready to dedicate my life and just give it to Jesus. If that's you, if you can just, if you're here, wave your hand at me, just peek at me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And if you're online, make sure you shoot us an email. And everyone out, out loud, just everyone out, out loud, pray this prayer. Say, dear Jesus, come into my life. Transform my heart transform my life. I make you my Lord and my Savior. I claim heaven is my home and God is my Father. Speak to me now. Use me. Provide for me. And I will praise you all the days of my life. And if tonight you're here tonight you're saying, Stephen, I need to put God first. I know God, I love God, God is cool, we're homies, but I need to put God first starting tonight. I need to make sure he is everything in the morning, he is everything in the evening, He's. I put him first in my mind, my money, and my mornings. If that's you tonight, would you put, raise your hand? If that's you saying, see, pray for me, I need to do that right now, starting today, right here, right now, this very present moment. And pray this prayer with me right now, Father God, I repent and I ask for your forgiveness. 
I put you first starting tonight. Speak to me. I make you my Lord. This day forward, go with me. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thanks for listening to this life-giving message from Living Faith Church. For more information about our church, text the word podcast to 1-888-305-2303. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast, and we will see you next time on the Living Faith Church Podcast.